Hey, and welcome back to episode 37, where we have Jen Louise back on the podcast today talking about how to commit well in a busy season of life or just a busy lifestyle. If you are a woman who has a really crazy busy lifestyle, this episode is one you are not going to want to miss out on. You're going to want to go ahead and just tap safe and keep this for those really hard times that you know you need some refreshing and some refueling because she speaks life into us. We work through a whole gamut of issues when it comes to what women believe, lies they believe about their lifestyle, their motherhood, being overcommitted and stressed out in this culture. And so you are going to want to dive in and go follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and check out her website too. If you're in need of some lifestyle coaching, I promise you, after you listen through this episode, you are going to be like, wow, she's the one I'm going to want to help me coach or help coach me through anything that I'm going through. And so I cannot wait for you to dive in and to listen to today's episode. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy And instead, honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never-reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Real quick before we dive into this episode, as I mentioned, we were talking about being really crazy busy. And I wanted to mention in my SD Fitwell app, I have a new guide called the Really Crazy Busy Woman's Guide to Success in Your Health Journey. And I am so excited about this because it is a step-by-step. It asks you questions. You work through some things. You work through what season of life you are in. And then I give five specific pathways that you can take depending on what season of life you are in. And in those pathways, I give you step-by-step ways to stay healthy and fit in your really crazy busy season of life and be consistent with that fitness or your nutrition or health or wherever you are in which whichever pathway that is. And you are going to want to dive through this guide. So go ahead and after you finish listening to this episode, join the free seven day trial, go through this really crazy busy woman's guide and see where you are right now, what season of life you're in, answer those questions and then see which pathway you are in. So you know exactly step by step where you are and how 
how you can stay consistent in a really crazy busy season of life because it is possible. I have spent my entire career in the health and the fitness world teaching women that it is possible to stay healthy and fit no matter what season of life you're in. So trust me when I say it is possible, but you just need a guide or you just need someone to show you how to get there. And that is what this guide does. So go ahead when you finish this episode and or before you finish this episode and join the free seven day trial in the show notes below. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. I am excited again to have my friend Jennifer Babb, or Jen, she goes by either one, on the podcast today. And we are going to be tackling a topic that is one, very needed, I feel like, for moms, who is the majority of my listeners, but then also even for myself. And we are going to be talking about committing well in life, what that looks like, boundaries, stewarding your time, all of the things. And one thing that when we were talking about this topic, we were talking about the phrase most often that we use as women is I don't have enough time, quote unquote, or there's not enough time in the day, quote unquote, or I don't have enough time to do X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, when you're asked to do something like just that phrase in general, whatever way you want to rephrase it. Very similar. We use that phrase often. And I was telling her that this is so timely because I, for those of you who are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram five and, you know, I don't necessarily, as as I was telling her, live my life by the Enneagram, but I feel like it has been insightful in some areas and just understanding myself through the perspective of the Lord and the gospel. And one of the things that I struggle with as Uh, just as me, is that I often feel depleted if I'm giving myself too much or if other people are adding things onto my plate that I don't feel like should be added to my plate. Whether they should be or not, being Holy Spirit-led, we're going to talk about that too, that's a different story. But I often, there's very often my husband will come home and I'm like, I'm done. Like I am, of course, I also have small children. I'm pregnant. You know, there's a whole lot of other factors involved, but that feeling of catastrophic depletion and feeling like I just don't have enough time to do all the things. And it often really more so comes back to what am I saying yes to that is the Holy Spirit helping me say yes to and what boundaries do I need to create for other things? And so with that, I, we talked about that a little bit on the our previous episode, how a lot of the clients that come to you, that's really a lot of where it is, is it's, I don't have enough time or I need more help stewarding my time. I need to do certain things. So just starting out there, when, when that question is, or that statement is posed to you, that phrase is posed to you, what is your go-to? Like, how do you help women work through that phrase? So I'll start by saying this, as we talked about last time, my number one tool is getting curious, Mm, non-judgmental curiosity. Just tell me more. Tell Mm -hmm. me more. What does that look like fleshed out in your life? So I, you know, I asked them to expound upon their, what what goes on in their head. Like, what does that look like for you? What is that actually creating in your life? So I I Mm. go there with it, but then to realize ultimately they are in their mindset, living their life from a place of lack scarcity, mm. And it's almost like a fear driven thing. Yeah. And to realize that as a believer, and most of the people that come to me are believers because they know that I am, I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to non-believers, but 
when you come to me, you're going to get Jesus. So yes, yes, they will. If you are in your faith walk. I don't care, but be ready for Jesus. So mm-hmm. most people are believers when they come to me. So we share the same faith, serve, and the Holy Spirit who lives in us is abundant. Mm-hmm. No lack. There's no scarcity. God has everything of everything and more. So there's mm-hmm. no lack when it comes to Him. So believing in Him and living a lifestyle in alignment with Him, you know. Anything that feels like lack and scarcity doesn't come from him. Mm-hmm. Enemy tactic. So yeah. with this one recent client in particular, we dove way into this. And it's been mm-hmm. so cool just to realize what's driving all this for her. And for so many people, the enemy, this is a this is a big like takeaway statement. Yeah. The enemy always is working to make us want what we already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let that sink in. Mm-hmm. God is abundant. Yeah. If you're a believer, you have access to him, his resources, his everything. Now, how he chooses to unfold that in your life will be different for everybody. But just this mindset of, I have access to the creator of the universe and he loves me. He loves me so Mm -hmm. much. He's not going to let me live in lack. Yeah. So realizing that you have everything you need, maybe not everything you want, but you have everything because of him, the enemy's tactic is always like, how can I get her to not believe that? How can I get her to doubt? Mm. You know, that's his tactic to get us to think otherwise. So yeah. he's always working to make you want what you already have. Mm-hmm. So you have plenty of time. And I know as soon as those words came out of my mouth, people are probably like, not me. That is yeah. not a reflection of my life, but really we do. Mm-hmm. And I say that gently. But Mm -hmm. then we have to go into, tell me more about your day in your life. How are you stewarding your time? And it could go back, like we were talking about generationally. What you saw, what was modeled to you? How do you spend your time? Maybe it wasn't modeled well. I don't know. But just really digging deeper into what does your time stewarding look like? And so that's different for everyone. So getting a, a... vulnerable, because I know this comes from a vulnerable place, getting a vulnerable and accurate representation for each person of what does your day really look like? Yeah. Are you scrolling a lot? Or maybe you're not, but just that's Mm -hmm. my go-to is just let's get clear together on on how your day goes, how your week goes. Yeah. I remember in seminary having to, it was for a children's ministry course or something. I'm not really sure. Oh, or a spiritual formation. I can't remember, but we had to keep a a journal of what we did every day. (laughs) And I remember, I mean, I, I, my parents instilled in me a a work work ethic just at a very young age. Like we were always working, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I had a job at 16. I worked my way through high, you know, high school, worked my way through college, seminary. I have never not worked a day in my life and not in a bad way, but in a good way. The Lord has blessed me that way. And I just remember my my professor looking over, we had to journal it for and timestamps everything for like three days, I think it was, three to five days, somewhere in there. And I just remember her like looking at it and going, Wow, you do so much in a day. And I'm like, Well, there's a lot to do. You know, like I gotta work. I gotta work, you know, like I would desire to work out. Like I have to do my homework. I have to, you know, and even in there, like there was some TV watching because I love TV and you know, those kind of things, but it was like the hours were all filled with things that were not just busy work. It was good things. It was God things that were helping me grow and become the person he 
you know, wanted, wanted me to become and needed me to become. And even, even now, you know, I run my own business. I have two little kids, three and under three and two, and then a baby on the way. My husband is in ministry. So we're doing church things all the time where I'm serving in ministry. I'm teaching a boot camp class, running my business, you know, all of the things. And the, the question I get most often from young moms is how do you do it all? And I'm like, it's really like just stewarding my time well, Mm -hmm. you know, like having really good routines that I don't have to constantly rework or having, I have a monthly, you know, breakfast menu that we literally rotate through every month and, and lunch menu. So we don't have to think about what we're eating every day. You know, I have a snack list, like I'm weird about all of these lists, you know, like, but it's what helps keep the mental load off of me to be thinking about these things all the time. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, I mean, I wasn't always this way. I definitely was not, you know, always good at stewarding my time. And sometimes I'm not still when I'm tired and weary and feeling like I'm in a lack and living out of fear, like you were talking about. That's so uh, triggering is probably not the, the right word, but so telling that living out of fear, I think any, any of it can be traced back to living out of fear. And as you were saying, like that is a tactic of Satan to make us want something, particularly for me and my personality, like feel like we don't have enough in, in even basic needs or, you know, like if you were to think of Dave Ramsey people, if you're a Dave Ramsey person, you know, you have the spender, you have the saver, right? Between my husband and I, I'm the saver. You know, I'm the one that's like, okay, we got to have 14 different bank accounts. We need to be, you know, X, Y, Z. We got to be prepared for doomsday. We need our retirement. We need our kids' college funds, you know, all the things. But it's a constant reminder that you're talking about that we already have enough in Christ. And he, the abundance that he gives spiritually and in that fear is so much greater than what the world can throw at us. And I think it's just that mentality and we're going to, you know, kind of move into that, that, that mindset of, I don't have enough time or there's not enough hours in the day, or I just can't seem to get things done. Like I just stay stuck. Mm -hmm. I hear that a lot. Like I'm just stuck. I just don't know what to do next. I just feel like I'm spinning on a hamster wheel kind of thing. You know, how do we begin to change that mindset and really start creating that lifestyle? Like we talked about in the last episode, you know, that lifestyle of freedom for ourselves and follow through with that and actually do what we said we would do because commitment and I don't have enough time run hand in hand, you know? Yeah, totally. So that's what really we uncovered with this client recently. And actually I might allude to this a little bit, but I did a a group wellness type workshop thing just last night. A lot of these came up during that. So I know that it's, it's commonplace. It's common mindset, whether it be right or wrong for all of us. Mm -hmm. So, I may talk about that a little bit too, but what started it all recently was this client that I was working with and she's has her own business as well. So you and I can relate to it probably, and maybe your listeners too can relate to what Mm -hmm. she went through. So start having her own business, figuring out, you know, when to do this and when do I work out? And she's a, she loves health and fitness too. So she's doing all the things that we're doing, eating and planning our meals and just with, with a lot of intention. Mm-hmm. What she realized is that, and this started back maybe like in high school for her, or just back years ago when you had easily forgotten about your 
Mm-hmm. Because when you're in middle school and high school, you don't think like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At all. So she realized that she had such good plans and she was like, I'm going to do this at this time and this and this and this. But her follow through was mm. not consistent. So going back to committing well, she mm-hmm. was she was making really good plans. Yeah. But her follow through and her commitment wasn't solid. Mm-hmm. And what we realized is that she had developed, because our we'll talk about this in a minute, but our brains are so amazing. Mm-hmm. But because she wasn't following through with her commitments, big or small, she was training her brain that she was not trustworthy with how mm. she was spending her time. And so the way God created our brains is we do something a time or two and it creates a habit, mm-hmm. which is good. So it all, all, almost becomes automatic. And that way we clear out brain space for like future things that we need to learn. So our brains really mm-hmm. without. So her brain was learning that she wasn't trustworthy. She mm. couldn't trust herself with her time. And when we realized that, she was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah. So then for your brain and your mindset, that creates chaos because just because it's on your calendar, just because it's on your agenda at 6.30 a.m., I'm going to work out. If you've created a habit that it's on there, but you're not going to follow through, then your brain's like, oh, it's there. But we just learned with the past several days or past several weeks that she doesn't actually do that. So, oh, dear, we've got to find somewhere else in the day to squeeze that in. And so it's Mm. conscious. But if you can appreciate how your brain's trying so hard to help you and you're not following through with your own plans, then it's like it's got to get squeezed in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So you're setting yourself up for this chaotic mindset. Yeah. And it's it's the follow through and it's the commitment. And she mm-hmm. was like, man, I really got to get better at doing what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And it was this huge revelation for her about trust and trust in herself and what she was committing to and yeah it was awesome yeah absolutely well and and I feel like and I think you would agree with this but with the the trust and the follow-through because her brain was in so chaotic with that because she wasn't following through with what even just she said she was going to do and I feel like so often this can happen with women too is that they want to commit to everybody else but when it comes to themselves they're they are untrustworthy to actually do what they say they're going to do for themselves. And it's not always for themselves. When we talk about this a little bit on the last episode too, like when, when we are living and walking through a lens of Christ and his love for us, then we would like, we're not just trusting in ourselves to do what we're going to do. You know, Mm -hmm. we're trusting in Christ that what we're doing is exactly what he wants us to do. It's not just, you know, we're not just doing whatever we feel like, you know, that kind of thing. But that trust, like you were saying, her brain being in that chaotic mess of like untrustworthiness, I'm sure it goes back to that scarcity mindset of like you were saying, oh, I didn't get the workout in. Like now I got to figure out when to do it some other time. You know, mm-hmm. that commitment, the lack of commitment to herself and to what she said she was going to do for herself leads to that scarcity of not having enough mm-hmm. for yourself, mm-hmm. not having enough to give, like for me, not having enough to give out, which isn't always true. We're going to talk about that too. But, you know, that that underlying, you know, like we talked about in the last episode too, it's all, there's always a deeper root and it's finding that root cause 
And when we find the root cause, that helps us, it helps affect the symptoms and change the Mm -hmm. symptoms of the Mm -hmm. cause. You know, so often we just want to attack the cause. Like, I don't have enough time in my day. How how can I manage it better or steward it better? How can I create, how can I use my favorite planner in the world, my cultivate planner, you know, where it's like timed from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., you know, like Mm -hmm. where I write in my workout and my D group and all of the things like, but if I don't follow through with it, why does it even matter? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's in, so one of the things that came up last night at this wellness event that I was at, because I had several, you know, like talking points and topics that came up and one of them. And this applies to us as believers, as women of faith who do have the Holy Spirit being mm-hmm. spirit led always. And that gets better with time. You are not good at that right away. And sometimes you can be walking with the Lord for years and you have days where you're just really not good at it. Yeah. But being intentional with what in this moment, what is he calling me to? Or when you're making your planner, asking him, what goes on my planner for today? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes in the moment, he'll help something totally different happen. Yeah. And you're talking about your planner. One of my notes says, I mean, it takes the pressure off when we don't have to figure it all out. He lets us know what we need to do. But then it's like my need for a planner decreases mm. because I know that he's really going to help me out and tell me what to do. But mm-hmm. then also we need to make commitments and keep them to yeah. remind ourselves that we are trustworthy to follow through, get our brains to recognize us as a trustworthy time stewarding person. And so I was last night talking about how even the tiniest little thing, the teeny tiniest, because your brain's always taking notice, Mm -hmm. set something that you know you can follow through with, set it on your calendar or whatever and do it. Mm -hmm. Do Do it every day and do that as much as you can to even just help your brain get out of this chaotic cycle of, she doesn't steward her time well. Yeah. Because sometimes that's the truth of it. We just, we're not doing a good job with our time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in this, just retraining yourself and your brain, like, and then you can speak positively about yourself. I do follow through. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman who keeps her commitments. You know, talk yeah. really empowered, positive kingdom lifestyle. Talk to yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. My word. Mm-hmm. So that can be a powerful tool too. And it can, be small and simple, yet very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping your word, not just to others. And I mean, I've, I've seen this too, where you don't necessarily, you know, even for myself, it's like, oh, I'm so tired. I just really don't want to go to this play date, you know, like, or that kind of thing. And it's like, but no, I'm committed to this person. I want, you know, I don't want this person to think badly of me. You know, there's that thought, there's yeah. that thought that comes into, but then, you know, that that's easier. It's easier to commit to somebody else because you have that person depending on you than mm-hmm. it is to yourself because then it's like, it's just me. But then that comes back to a not, you know, not life giving thoughts and not like the goodness of God, not radiating and seeing your worth, your identity and who Christ is. And, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that you can't damage yourself while serving someone else, you know, and now they're, you know, and I say that, Meaning there are some callings, I just should caveat this by saying, you know, like you think of some missionaries Mm -hmm. 
in the past where they're like martyrs, right? You know, of course it did damage themselves because they were killed for the sake of Christ. But I mean this in modern day America, if you are constantly going and never and always serving other people, are you really serving Christ first and placing him first? Or is it a people pleasing thing for others, you know, instead of, because when you make that, I feel like, and, you know, correct me here, but I feel like if you're making that commitment to Christ first and seeing that worth, that identity in yourself, you're going to want to keep that commitment because it's not, it's not to you, it's to him. And something, just a side note, I, which reminded me of, I need to start doing this again. Several years ago, I had a client of mine tell me she was working for herself, tell me that she does staff meetings with Jesus. Cause she was like, I don't have a staff. And so I do a staff meeting to myself. And I was like, oh my word, I'm going to start doing that. And so I would do that every week. I would have a staff meeting with Jesus and let him write down all the things I felt like needed to get out of my brain, do the brain dump thing, and then let him, you know, Holy Spirit led, choose what was most important for that week for my business, you know, most mostly for my business, you know, and also for my family, two different lists, right? Mm -hmm. But it was always, they always you know, work together because when the Holy Spirit's in it, he's going to do what's most important for everything, you know, like one will affect the other and that kind of thing. And so, you know, going back to, you were talking about this, creating this habit of commitment and not following through and choosing something small and, you know, what, what would you say some, some of those things could be like starting small? What would be like, if I'm trying to retrain my brain and commit follow through with what I'm saying I'm going to do, not not to other people, not to serving well, which is honorable. We all want to serve well in our churches, for our families, all of those things. But for myself, you know, even just a workout or even just one meal a day, you know, whatever, like, what would you say, what is some of the advice you give your clients for that starting small point? Well, this is a area where it's so unique to each person, mm. where we would get curious and go deeper and all that kind of stuff. So I would ask them, you know, what is something that they do want to get better at? What feels overwhelming? Like we'll kind of go that way and then say, what is something small that you want to implement? So like I said, I'll get very personal on this, but it could be something as easy as, gosh, this is hard too, because I don't know what is simple and easy for each person. What's simple for me might mm-hmm. be for you, but yeah, yeah, well, it's individualized. Here's something getting up when your alarm goes off, do not hit snooze. So no matter what time that is for you, that can just be a simple thing. Some people that is so hard, but they've like trained themselves to not do that. Mm-hmm. So just do that. Okay. That would be a hard, but simple thing. What else? If you say you're going to work out, work out. Let's do what's, what's simple for you. What would be a simple, simple thing for me? simple things are like a morning and a nighttime routine that are because I already have them you Mm -hmm. know like wake up when the alarm goes well Mm -hmm. I will say during my pregnancy that has been a very bad habit of not waking up when my alarm goes off so I'm like I should probably get back to that right now but (laughs) you know waking having that morning routine waking up doing my workout committing that you know and of course health, you know, sometimes health plays a role. I just had COVID too. And so it was like, I can't work out and you know, you need rest. You have to take your circumstances mm-hmm. into account for that. Yeah. But working out, doing my quiet time, helping, you know, get breakfast ready for the kids, getting my kids up, like 
for Mm -hmm. me, having a morning routine is easy, but I know that that's not, it's simple for me because it's ingrained. It's a good habit to have for me, but it's not for everyone. The same thing is true for me. And so I almost used that as an example, but I thought for some people, that's what they need and that's what they crave. And that's why they end up with me. So Mm -hmm. it's so unique to each person, but even just saying like, if nutrition's your thing and I want to eat healthier, whatever, pick one thing to add to your intake each day. Mm -hmm. Or I will drink three glasses of water. I don't know where you are in your water journey, but I drink all day long. I have no idea how many glasses of water I drink, but whatever it is, start small. Mm -hmm. You know, is simple. Maybe like you said, something that you already do, but just reminding yourself, there are areas of my life where I do keep my word and I am committed. Mm-hmm. So maybe even focusing on maybe a reframe that way, focus on what you already do well. Mm-hmm. A reminder, like I am a woman who keeps my word. Yeah. Here. So then I'm also going to, you know, move this into other areas. Cause mm-hmm. that's huge. Yes. Yeah. Well, and even as we we're talking about that, like something simple, like you were saying, waking up early, don't press snooze kind of thing. When I was mentioning my morning routine, like that's five different habits in one, mm-hmm. you know, like that's habit stacking. And, you know, you can't just do them all at once. Yeah. It's first things first. If you want to wake up on time to do things, you have to learn to not press snooze. Yeah. And then once you're in that habit, your body's getting used to it, which is going to take a couple weeks if you're used to snoozing you know, then when you get up, you're going to have this time and it's like, okay, now what do I do with this time? And then you add in that, that next step. And so it's, you know, even for me, it's, oh, this is simple. But when I go back and actually think about what, you know, when I trained myself to do all those things, it was an incremental little steps Mm -hmm. that seemed simple. Don't press snooze, but was actually very difficult, you know, in the time to not do that. And, you know, and then adding in like the workout every morning, you know, and then adding in making sure my workout for me personally conviction. I don't like to work out longer than I read my Bible because I'm if I'm not spiritually spending more time on myself spiritually than, you know, physically what's what's the purpose, you know? Yeah. And so making sure that and then building into that into the you know, and then building into once we had kids, of course, it was more natural to build taking care of them into it but it's like all these little stepping stones that I think to the overwhelm to just speak to the overwhelm of motherhood of just being a woman whether you own a business or you stay at home or you do both you own a business and you stay at home you have kids or you don't you're married or you're not you know wherever you are when we try to to tackle them all at once it's yeah. that burnout mm-hmm. is real. And that's where we were talking about this before the podcast, but let's just, I want to talk about this a little briefly here. The phrase right now that I hear so often from women is I can't pour from an empty cup. And personally, I, I believe that is a tactic of the enemy. And I believe that is a, a trap that we can fall into by saying that. Because then it can become an excuse for not doing things or not listening to the Holy Spirit. But we can always pour if we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Now, are we always going to pour well? Maybe not, you know, if you're overextending yourself. But there is always this never-ending source of power, the Holy Spirit inside of us, Mm -hmm. breathing life into us. 
and but the overwhelm is so real and the burnout is so real that it can feel like I well, I just can't anymore. I just can't. I don't have enough, you know. I can't give anymore. I've given myself completely. And it's like, actually, I think you probably could if you let the Holy Spirit come in, you know? Like would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And as I was thinking, as you were talking, I was thinking about this and I don't ever want to, don't hear what I'm not saying. So yes Mm. to the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. A thousand percent. But then this word supplemental came to mind. Not Mm. that the Holy Spirit needs any supplementing because he is a totally enough all by himself. Yeah. But if you're thinking your spiritual self and then your physical self, what came to me was he's always there and he's always going to be filling us up and we have to do our part to be with him and notice him and yeah. all that. But then like we can supplement things in our lives that like working out fills you physically eating well, mm. like we have to do all these things that like help us increase our capacity. Yes. Yes. I feel like everything I was about to say was going to like downplay the Holy spirit and that's not where I'm coming from, but mm-hmm we've we're we're physical people yeah so we have to fill our physical needs also mm-hmm. and yeah. we've got to be mindful to do that another thing we talked about last night too like you said you've got to rest i think you said that but jesus oh i know draining being so drained and martyrs and all of that idea okay jesus died for all of us so he checks that box too Right. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. He was being drained constantly by people. Mm-hmm. He, I think he loved what he did, but mm-hmm. also it was so draining. Yeah. That can be true for us too. Like being a mom can be so draining because the little people that we are taking care of, they need us. Mm-hmm. So same was true for Jesus in a different way. Yeah. He went away all the time by himself to be with the father. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it doesn't say what he did or what they talked about or what happened. We just see the example of him going away. Yeah. Being by himself, having some quiet time. We've got to do that. And when we look at our calendars and our planners or what have you work so quick to schedule in, I got to, work out and I got to da, 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 like we're, we're quick to schedule those physical things, but we need to be even more intentional about scheduling things that wholesomely fill us We've mm. got to schedule our quiet time. We've got to take it seriously. And though, like you said, we're so often serving other people, which yes, we're supposed to do that too. Mm-hmm. But that's all that we do, or we will be extremely depleted. Jesus served, that was his whole life. Yeah. But he did not neglect that time that refills him in a spiritual way in a restful, peaceful fill in the blank, you know, all those things. So we've got to almost prioritize what goes on our calendar differently. Yes. What's a yes. Real priority. Yeah. And it's just, and maybe you can speak a little bit to this to you. I, for me, of course, a lot of these things come a little more naturally because of the field that I'm in, you know, creating habits, knowing how to simplify things, you know, not being stuck in that overwhelm anymore with health, so to speak, (laughs) you know, then there's motherhood, (laughs) you know, while they're both work together, sometimes they feel like separate entities. 
and although my health helps with my motherhood mm-hmm. and, and we all, I'm going to kind of go in a roundabout way here, but like we all do. And just to encourage anyone listening to, you know, the Lord has all called us to different identities. We are not all the same and our wife, you know, whether we are single or we have a spouse or whether we are a, a mom or, you know, working outside the home, working inside the home, not working at all, homeschooling, kids are in school, whatever, wherever we are, he has all called us to do things differently. And there is, like you were saying, it's so hard because there's no cookie cutter answer for everyone. There are systems, like we talked about, there are systems or routines or rhythms we can put into place that can help guide us or frameworks Mm -hmm. that can help guide us. But ultimately, at the end of every day, it's who has the Lord called you to be? How much rest do you need? Now, not like physical rest. We all need seven to nine hours of sleep at night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, some people need, you know, if you have babies, you're not getting that much, but you know, mm-hmm. one day you will. But how much rest in Him do we need to be filled up? And it's going to look different in every season too. Yeah. And that's what's so hard. And I think that's what trips up a lot of us often is that we aren't on the same path all the time. Like we're on Jesus' path, right? Mm -hmm. But like our seasons, our rhythms are going to look different in different circumstances. And it's the learning to adapt to them Mm -hmm. that can be really, really hard. And change can be really, really hard. But if we don't see, you know, going back to like the, the commitment aspect of it, where are our commitments going? Where are we, you know, spending time? And even this is a sm- okay. Here's something small for me, just to share of like brain power. I talk a lot about brain power, and this is one reason why I have for me myself. Like we have a whole monthly breakfast plan. We have a whole you know monthly lunch plan. Mm-hmm. I've been for two years now working on an annual dinner plan for every month. You know, like slow and steady for that one and changing it constantly kind of thing. But like just the brain power and figuring out ways you don't have to think about certain things Mm -hmm. and systems and routines can help with that. But also we can rely on them too much and not enough of the Holy Spirit, give him room, that kind of thing. But a simple example for me is even just with TV. Like I said, I like TV. I love watching movies. I love watching shows, even ones I've watched before, you know, that my husband and I just enjoy doing that together. And my son loves having movie nights, like favorite thing, making popcorn, creating an experience for him. But even, you know, we have all these subscriptions, right? And it's like Netflix, Hulu, we don't actually have Hulu, but, you know, can't even think of them all right now. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, you know, all of these things. I was taking some time for myself last week, the week before, trying to, you know, just let the Holy Spirit do some work. I needed some rest spiritually, physically, mentally, all the things. And as silly as it was, one of the things that was brought to mind was like, you just have too many subscriptions. <laughs> Even just thinking about, because it's like when you go to watch a movie, it's okay, well, let me check and see which one, which offer has the best one. And it's like 30 minutes later, you're like, oh man, you just got sucked into this hole of madness because there's so many choices. Yeah. And it's like narrowing it down. I told my husband, I was like, I would really like to cancel Netflix or, you know, Disney has some of the stuff for the kids though. And you know, Prime has stuff like Daniel Tiger for the kids. And so I want to keep those. But honestly, Netflix really doesn't have anything yeah. like that I need 
and it doesn't have anything that's great for the kids. And so I really want to cancel this and just eliminate decision fatigue. Because I think that's where some of it comes down to time-wise is... too many options. Yes. Ah. Yes. So often that's that's it. Mm-hmm. You're talking yeah. about rhythms and pace and seasons and all that stuff. So this came... There's so much that came up last night. I wish I could just play our recording of last night, our conversation. But so what has God called me to? Big picture and in this season. So really getting clear on that. What has he called me to? Not what have I called myself to? Not what has someone else called me to? Because a lot of times we just said yes to way too many things because either they sounded fun or we felt like, oh my gosh, they're going to get mad if I don't say this. So then that's people pleasing. Like there's just so many things that are wrapped into what we choose to do or not to do. So really getting clear on what is my season? What are truly my God-given priorities? Mm. What is my pace? And then, so this is kind of twofold. Do not attempt to live your life at someone else's pace. It's so easy to do with social media and with, with everything because we think just because somebody else is doing it that we should do it too. So that gets in our way a lot of times, but sometimes we try to live each season at the pace of a different season. Yes. So like before you had kids, your pace was probably totally different because it could be. Now it needs to be different. So getting clear on what is the pace right now and almost 99, 100% of the time, I'm going to leave room for things I don't think about. But most of the time, we're trying to live it way too fast. Yes. There's literally a time that we're living too slow. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And usually God's like, whoa, whoa, slow it down. I didn't tell you or ask you or guide you to do hardly any of this. You put it on your own plate or somebody else. Well, somebody else could call us to it, but we're the ones that say yes or no. So ultimately, we're the ones that fill our plates with what's on it. Mm-hmm. Getting clear with your season, your pace, your rhythm, and sticking to it. Yeah. In a positive mindset, empowered, not lack, not, I wish I could do all the things, but think, wow, God has called me to this and this and this. Let it just be that. And here's the quote just popped in my head that I heard somewhere several years ago, and I love it. And it says, do less, but do it with excellence. Mm, Yeah. So it's really just maximizing and, I mean, the Bible calls us to do excellent, to be excellent. So simplifying it down so that you can be excellent. Because if you have too much going on, you're not excellent in anything. Mm -hmm. And I've said that for myself before. I'm like, I'm not doing, I mean, I'm like barely getting by in every area. Something needs to change. And usually Holy Spirit will let you know right away which one needs to go. Because when you say no to things, you're saying yes to other things. Yes. It's helping yourself be empowered and encouraged and uplifted by saying no. Don't feel like you're missing out. Feel like when I say no to this, I can give more to this or I can be more with my kids or whatever the case is. But Yeah. And I think that that FOMO, the fear of missing out is, is very real. And that, that reminded me of the question that I was going to ask of just, and you alluded to it just then it was perfect when it comes to, to decision fatigue, comparison trap, the fear of missing out. Like you were saying, like, just run in your lane, yeah, run in your lane. But it's so, e- it is so easy. And I, I say this from personal experience 
in the ages where my kids are and just even seeing with my husband being in student ministry, seeing the quote unquote more influential families in in the church, even outside the church as well too, just seeing how much time is being spent outside the home, which is not a bad thing. And I think in a lot of ways, it's like, I want to give, you know, my kids these, all these experiences, let them enjoy life and do all these things. And I totally get that. I want my kids to enjoy things too. Like I want to take the trip. I want to, you know, let them try out different things and see what they enjoy. And if, if there's something they love, you know, that mm-hmm. is, is part of who God is calling them to be. But I feel like it's, it it's almost like, are we then raising our kids to run at the same pace we are trying to run at. And you're talking about last episode of generational cycles. And I feel like, you know, I didn't grow up busy like this. You know, I didn't grow up, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's different. Well, I want to do what I didn't do. You know, there's that mentality of it too. But then there's also, if I'm raising my kids like this, always on the go, always going everywhere with them, what am I raising them to honor are they honoring my home, like and honoring our home as a family unit, or is life always about the next best thing? Is mm-hmm. life always about what they're go, what we're going to do, mm-hmm. instead of just being together, learning, experiencing life, like your garden, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the simplicity of who God is and His creation, and and I, I know there's no one size fits all. It works for some people. They they want you know. I have friends, they want, like, that's, they want to do that. They want to run at that pace. Maybe the Lord has called them to that, you know. But there's still, the like, these two tugging emotions. I don't know if that's the, the better, if that's a good word for it. But opposition, they feel oppositional of always on the go, always busy, creating the decision fatigue, creating the depletion, the mm-hmm. scarcity, the lack, never having enough time. But then the comparison trap of, but when I'm not doing it all or I'm not doing it and all of my friends are, I'm missing out and I'm not creating this community. Community is so huge right now. All the books coming out about community, right? You know, how we need all the people and find your people and, you know, whatever, which is great. Need community. Absolutely. But it's should community become elevated Mm -hmm. over the simplicity of what God has given us and the home and the purpose of the home for our families and our kids. You know, like that's a really big question. <laughs> it is. And like you said, it's different for everybody. Mm. You've got to make sure that you ask God, ask the Holy yeah. Spirit, what is it for me in this season? I'm glad you brought that up because for us, we recently came to homeschooling. Luke was in a beautiful church school. His class was very small. It was very Christ-centered. But being a single mom, and it's the two of us, which is fantastic and simple in so many ways, it was emotionally draining for both of us. Mm-hmm. It was going away from home to be at school. And homeschooling has been on my heart for several years, but it didn't really come into our lives until recently. But we, I realized we were living at the pace of school, and we were living to the school's agenda, which was not a bad agenda, but still, was it what God was calling us to? So then I realized he was like in the back of my mind, he was saying, bring it home. Mm. So bringing school home, 
bringing my business home. I'm a nurse, not outside the home. I'm a nurse in the home. So I do this now. Gardening, what we eat, we grow it as much as we can. So everything is like, bring it home, home, home. Mm. home. So when you said that word, I was like, yes, that's what he's been doing for us. And it's so simple and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Our home is fun. It's peaceful. It's exciting. And then some days I'm like, we do so much at home. When do we have time to go anywhere? Yeah. (laughs) So then there's days that I want to go do things. So it's, it's always changing, but there's so much Mm -hmm. just being at home. Yeah. And I love what you said, just continuing to ask the Holy spirit. And I think you mentioned it, or one of us mentioned it earlier of just doing things the way God has called us to do it. Yeah. We are all unique doing for me, like the thought that has continued to run through my mind over the last couple of weeks is doing motherhood the way that works for us, like that mm-hmm. the Lord has called me to, that, you know, that he has given me the gifts for doing motherhood and business mm-hmm. that way, you know, and, but like the comparison trap is r- real, so real. And I, it's, it is a, a tactic from the enemy and can steal our joy and what we feel like is thriving for us. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, but wait a minute, I don't have all the friends that this other person does, you know, mm-hmm. because I am, I am in my home more. I'm not, I'm choosing not to go out and do all the sports or all the things, you know, and not that my kids are at the age for sports right now, but just an example mm-hmm. of just even you're either all out, you know, busy building that, or it's like, you're all there. There's just, it's so hard these days to find people who not even just find people, but to, to see examples of people just doing it the way the Lord's called them to do it and unashamedly doing. And, and, you know, and social media of course has a huge role to play in that and in comparison, but just reminding, constantly reminding ourselves to run at our own pace. Like you were saying, walk on our own path with Jesus, of course, Mm -hmm. and always prioritizing him first and letting that abundance flow into every other choice and decision and Mm -hmm. what the Lord has called us to do. I think you were talking about earlier, you were just saying, when you think about your life, what, what are the areas the Lord has called you to, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like we all have different callings, which are different assignments to like, we all, all have several callings, like evangelism, you know, biblical callings, but then specific callings, like my husband has a vocational calling to ministry, you know, but then his assignment, he is a student pastor. We have different assignments that we are all given in our callings and those kind of things. But just naming those to begin with and being content yeah. and satisfied that the Lord is giving me enough for those Mm -hmm. and that even though somebody else's assignment looks really shiny and pretty and looks better I need to you know put my blinders on and just no no you know and I think as you were talking I think that's the what I love most maybe I love so many things about what I do but what I love most is as a nurse, I saw this in the medical system hugely, but even the way social media is portraying things and all of that, we need to live the lifestyle, the pace, the calling, everything that God has called us to. We know mm-hmm. way too much about everybody else and their yeah. and all that, but our world and our society and our culture, everything, they want to put us into a little cookie cutter situation 
that God never does. He didn't design a or anything. Everything's so unique and different and just amazing and fun. But yeah. Getting with people and them getting to share with me what they want to do, what their life, what they feel like God's called them to in their life or in their health or whatever it is. And almost this one-on-one interaction that we have, I love it for them because they, there's something about that space that gives mm. them permission, the permission that they truly don't actually need, but our culture yeah. has created this imaginary thing that like we need permission. They have yeah. permission to live the life that God called them to live. Mm. And it's just beautiful when they think, or just maybe they've known it all along, but just it's finally been revealed to them like, I can do this my way slash God's way, but like how he has a different way for each of us. And they finally like, (sighs) you can see it on their shoulders and in their eyes. Like I don't have to do it someone else's way. Mm -hmm. And it's just awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that makes it easier for them to follow through on their commitments because that freedom you know, when we have that sense of freedom, it's a lot easier to steward what we're doing because then we're no longer doing it for the sake of wondering what other people will, will think or doing it for the sake of wanting to belong mm-hmm. in a place that maybe really isn't the community the Lord's calling you to, even though it's a fantastic community. You know, I think it comes back to a place of belonging. What traps are you believing in? Are you trusting the Lord and then trusting yourself? And just to close out, this has been an amazing episode, very life-giving for me. And I hope it will for all the listeners as well. But I do ask this question. I forgot to prep you on this. So sorry. But I do ask this question at the end of every guest interview. And it is, if you only had five minutes to sit down with a woman, and now maybe you already knew her history, so she's not coming in spilling her whole history, right? You already know her history. And you could only say like one thing to her, like you only had the five minutes and then you'd never see her again. (laughs) Like what would you, I know it's different for everybody, but general, you know, across the board, what would you want her to know in that five minutes to walk away with for the rest of her life? Whoa, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's a loaded question, but I think you can do it. Thank goodness for the Holy Spirit in this moment. Okay. Okay. So I would say, that God loves you so, 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 so much. And if you could grasp how much he loves you and see yourself the way he sees you, it will maybe instantly, but maybe over time, it will completely transform the way that you live, the way that you see yourself, your identity, your values, everything. And then your lifestyle will become a reflection of that. You'll live, I guess, kind of like as we talked about the byproduct, you're, the byproduct of your living will be based on who you are in him and how you see yourself because of him. And yeah. I love, there's so many scriptures that I love, but one that's so, so dear to my heart is Ephesians 2.10, where it talks about how we are, different words are used. We're a masterpiece. We're a work of art. We are his workmanship. Just this idea of he has put so much love and intentionality and detail and uniqueness into you. He does this for every single person. So he did it for you too. Knowing what he wants you to do, knowing the calling that he's given you, he's equipped you perfectly for it. Mm -hmm. And 
imperfectly for it so that he can fill all of those areas that we can't, which makes, when you look at your weakness, I'm like, thank goodness I'm weak in that area so that he can really fill me because he can do a way better job than me. So there's a reframe on that one. But then that can influence your lifestyle, your kingdom lifestyle, everything about how you live in the place that you live from. You're living from a place of being loved, accepted, approved. He's already done that for you. Yes. Yes. When you grasp that, you live so different. And I'm speaking from experience because I haven't always grasped that about myself. But boy, when I did, my lifestyle was different. It was kingdom aligned. Yes. You live in freedom and you live in peace and joy and abundance. And it's just, it's a totally different mindset. Yes. I think that's what I would want her to know. Yes. I love that. And I love that Ephesians 2.10 as well. You are created as his workmanship, craft, you know, craftsmanship, masterpiece, whatever, all the things created in Christ Jesus and to do you know, his goodwill. And thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much for this life-giving conversation, the power, the Holy Spirit. He is just doing what he does best. And so thank you so much. Just remind them your Facebook and your Instagram real quick. They will be in the show show notes below, but just remind them what they are and where they can find you. Okay. Facebook. I am Jen Louise. Instagram. I am Jen Louise 35. Do you want email address and websites too? I'll just put those in the show notes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this thoroughly. It was like me too, just to talk about it. Good, good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, y'all, for you just to go follow her and just be in this journey with her. And if you need any lifestyle coaching, please reach out to Jen. I know she will want to talk with you and chat with you. Do you do a discovery call first or do they just book? Yes, I do a discovery call. So you can book that through my website or if you find me and follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I'm like you, I'm such a personal, mm-hmm. like I'm the most personal, personal trainer. I'm like yeah. so personal. Just send me a message. We can figure it out. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I always do a discovery call because I want to make sure we're a good fit. Yeah. If we're absolutely. not, then we'll find you someone else. But mm-hmm. yeah, somehow find me, get in touch with me. Yes. Good. And I can't wait to see what the Lord continues to do with your business and your company and where he takes it. And I am just so thankful to know you and to have heard even just, you know, a little bit of your story, but also how you help other women because we all need it. We really do. We need each other. We do. We need each other. We need encouragement and we just need to know that Satan is working. He's always working. Yep. And to, to be able to have someone also in that with you point that out and be like, this is a trap. This yeah. is Satan right here. Yep. And to help you see that is it makes all the difference in the world. The accountability, the mm-hmm. just processing, like you said, a safe space to process what they're going through and learning and non-judgmental and, you know, and finding those truth nuggets throughout those sessions too. So I'm so excited for the women that you help and for the women to come too. Yes, I am too. Mm. Yes. All right. I'll talk to y'all later, Fit Fam. 
Hey, Fit Fam, it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable, and I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.